This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. The Big Interview with Offscript. Callum Scott, indeed. you spoke to, breakout UK artist, singer and songwriter. Indeed, yeah, Callum Scott, he is set to perform live at the Hard Rock Cafe Festival City. He's going to be treating fans to an immiscible live event showcasing his unmistakable, critically acclaimed vocal style. He is an incredible performer, an incredible singer. Going to take you back to April 2015 because Callum Scott became known worldwide after competing on the UK talent show Britain's Got Talent where he performed his version of Robin's hit Dance on my own. We're going to take a little listen to Callum's audition here. It is spine-tingling. I got goosebumps. I watched it again today. Goosebumps, genuinely. This was, and this is an incredible backstory, he actually took to the stage mere seconds after his sister Jade had auditioned. She was given four no's. Simon Cowell, Alicia Dixon, uh, who else have you got? You've got David Williams, and you had Amanda Holden. Four no's. Sister's on, his sister's off. Callum trots out and then he produces this. You're Callum, Jade's brother. Are you okay? Yeah. Oh, well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I'm 26, I'm from Hull, uh, and I'm singing a cover of a song by Robin. I love Robin. Yeah. It's dancing on my own, but it's a bit slower. Okay, whenever you're ready, good luck. <clears throat> Thank you. Somebody said you got a new friend Does she love you better than I can? So that's a little tease of that song. You're going to hear the song in its entirety before we're out this hour. Immediately after he performs it, standing ovation, his mum's in the crowd, everyone goes wild, and then Simon Cowell, Mr Nasty himself, does this. I've never, ever, in all the years I've done this show, heard a guy with the talent you've got. Seriously. And the version was sensational. And that shows to me that actually you're more than a singer, you're an artist. Yeah. And that's why you got that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, well, just actually before that, Simon Cowell, if you're not uh, aware or perhaps you're not kind of a fan of Britain's Got Talent, there's a golden buzzer there. And the golden buzzer, each judge is allowed to press it once mm-hmm. in the series. And if you hit that golden buzzer, that transports you th- straight through. I think it was to the semi-finals or perhaps it was the final for Callum. And Simon did that. He was so blown away by his vocal range. There's real emotion in the performance. As I say, and I kid you not, I watched it back today, Goosebumps, Dancing on My Own. It's a beautiful song by Robin. I actually said this to Callum. He's made it his own. The greatest compliment I can give him is that when you listen yeah, to his Robbins version... Yeah, because Robbins is like a disco, it pop is. disco. You listen track. to his version, it's haunting, it's just emotional, it's beautiful. It's, it's a stunning, stunning rendition of it. And I caught up with him today, Callum. Lovely fella. I had to start, and we'll get to this now, because uh, he is heading here November 19th. He's no stranger to Dubai. Just how excited is he to come back this winter? Oh, man, honestly... Dubai, I have absolutely fallen in love with. I was there in January 2021, I think, to do the Dubai Opera House. I was there with Lost Frequencies in March this year uh, to perform our track, uh, Where Are You Now? And I'm coming back. I'm coming back to perform at the Hard Rock Cafe. My, I'm bringing my Bridges World Tour. So I'm bringing se- like seven of my band with me and all my crew. It's going to be amazing um, just to perform for people in Dubai again. Uh, yeah, I mean... 
I, I spend most of the day smiling. So it's, it's not going to be any exception. And he really does. Uh, I kid you not, guys. Uh, a lovely fellow. He made a real impression on me. Obviously, the conversation. I've got this man in my midst. I could talk about the world tour that he's currently on. He was in Vienna last night. He's in Berlin tonight. None of that. I took him back to his sliding doors moment. That was 2015, the audition on Britain's Got Talent. As I say, I watched it again today. It's had 365 million views on YouTube. There's good reason for that. Seven years on then, I wanted to get Callum's recollection of it all. I mean, we, as a family, we, we, my mum puts it on, on occasion, right? <laughs> she, she has this like proud mum moment. Also, mate, she's the star of the show because there's this camera angle of her where the golden buzzer's pressed and she's like, wah! And, and that commercial in the UK, it, it, it aired so much that she's probably more famous than I am. <laughs> So she puts it on from time to time, I guess, to just just to just to remember the good days when she was there, uh, when she was on the TV all the time. But she'll put it on and out, and I, and it's almost like a bit of an out of body experience because I watch it, and I'm sat there going, I had no idea when we went on for that audition. Me and my sister genuinely on that day, we was in Manchester, and we was at the theatre, and I was saying to her, look the best case scenario, we get some positive criticism and we can walk away with our, you know, our chest held high. And I mean, obviously neither of us was expecting what we got. My sister, bless her heart, you know, got four nerves. As you said, I'm sat there going, well, now I hate Simon, but I also want to impress him. So like my mind was in, in two, in two mixed emotions. And I think that's the reason why that audition is captivated so many people is because it's just real. It's raw power. It's raw emotion you know, taking something that was, you know, pulling me in all these different directions. I wanted to just be there with my sister and just give her a hug and tell her everything was going to be all right, you know? Mm. And to have to go on stage and be away from her and then, you know, not only that, but to, to try and give an audition of a lifetime whilst my sister's sobbing, it was it was a lot. So when I watch it back, it's, it's very mixed feelings. Um, but like you said, sliding doors moment, if I hadn't auditioned for, for the show, maybe none of this would have been possible. Who knows? And he presumably would have had to temper his own joy because yeah. he then immediately afterwards would have had to console her. Well, he does speak about this. And, and I wanted to delve into the psyche behind Callum's decision to actually perform that song. Uh, and, you know, as I said to him, and I meant this sincerely, he's kind of made it his own. But why? Why was Dancing On My Own the song that he took on stage for Britain's Got Talent? You know what? I think it, when, it, when I was... Because I, I don't play I don't play keys, I don't play guitar. And when I try, I sing less, which the label don't like. <laughs> so I've had to resign myself to the fact that I'm, I'm just singing and songwriting for the time being. And when I was younger, I I was trying to figure out where my voice sat because, because I didn't play. I was kind of having to do sort of instrumental karaoke versions on YouTube to try and find where my voice sat. And I was looking for like a, an acoustic versions of songs so that I could put my own stamp on it. And I'd found some sharing songs and I found some like Michael Bublé stuff and was kind of living in that safe area of like a male voice, you know? And then I just, I, I just was, was scrolling through and I found this beautiful piano version of uh, Dancing My Own by Robin. It was somebody who just put an arrangement together. It was really gorgeous. And I remember the song. I'm a big fan of Robin anyway. So I remember the song and I just, I, I pressed record whilst I was in my studio and I just thought, oh, I'll give this a go. And I think because it's a heartbreaking song, but when it's reduced to its basic chords, 
it, it, it's even more like you're just like, oh, who has so badly? And I just resonate because I'm I'm always the guy in the corner going, oh, they're, they're in love, good for them. I'm always that guy. So I just instantly related to the lyric, and I just I just felt it. It was just this this like wave of like emotion, and I just sang with everything I had. And I remember pressing stop on on the thing, and I listened back to it, and I thought there's something quite special here. And I brought my mum up, upstairs, and I said just just listen to that. She was crying. My sister came through. She was crying, and I thought there's something special here. And when I started performing it in front of people. I mean, it was just getting the same response everywhere. Like, oh my God, what an incredible version of the song. And then, like I said, I took that to Britain's Got Talent, knowing that there was something about it. Didn't quite know what. Uh, and then when I got Simon's sort of golden approval, um, I was like, well, I think I think it's safe to say that, that this is special. Um, and luckily, you know, obviously all those years later, I was w- always wondering whether Robin had heard the song, whether she'd like it. You know, it's one of them things where you're like, fingers crossed she likes it because it was getting played everywhere. And uh, we eventually met in London and uh, she said, you know, I love your version of the song. You know, you've brought this back around to a whole new audience of people. And she was like, you know, the rendition is amazing. And so thank God I got Robin's approval as well. But yeah, it's, it's a song that changed my life, mate, well and truly. Yeah, amazing that. A song yeah. that changed his life and it yeah. literally did. Now, I pointed out to him that I'm a bit of an old romantic. You know, I, I think of that song immediately. I think of, you know, we're over here in, in Dubai in the desert, moonlight, you're there with your loved one. It's just, you know, he talks about it's an isolation song. It's dancing on my own. It's quite sad, but mm. in a lot of ways, if you listen to him, we're going to hear it momentarily. It's an incredibly rom- romantic song. And with that, I had to ask him, like, the interaction with a fan, I would imagine with a song like that, everyone has a story. Anyone who's a fan of that song, it means something to someone, to yeah. everyone in a lot of ways. And that led me to the question. It's a well-worn question, Rob. Which interaction with a fan stands out the most? You know, there's been a couple of people, especially with my own music. I mean, it's always been a pleasure to to, to be part of such an amazing song with Robin, obviously. I can't take any credit for the songwriting. But my version of the song and, and, and having that allegiance with her, I, I, it's always an honour to hear what the song's done for people. I think what hits even closer to home is I've written have resonated that deeply with people. And when we was out on tour, um, we was in, uh, I think it was in Washington, um, or oh no, it was in Canada, beg your pardon. And um, just before the show, I had received a handwritten note delivered by a fan that said that her brother um, was a, was a, was a, was a really, really well-known singer in Canada. And he was, you know, always singing my songs. And, um, and he, one of his favourite songs was You Were The Reason. And unfortunately, um, he had um, been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and had a really long, awful battle with this uh, with this cancer. And you were the reason was 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 playing as he took his last breath. Um, and it's times like I have goosebumps all over my body now. But it's times like that when you realise that music isn't the the music that I've created has had such an impact on people that it. It, it almost makes me feel like now it is my objective to carry on doing that, you know, and, and carry on making those moments for people where sometimes in the most tragic setting, my music's there to bring some comfort, to celebrate people's lives. You know, all these videos you see of people dancing at their first dance at their wedding song or walking down the aisle to my music. I can't tell you what, what it means to me. 
because that for me is success. You know, the plaques on the wall are lovely and chat positions are great. But at the end of the day, knowing that you've had that kind of intensity is hands down why I do it. Yeah, you know what? When you put it like that, it, yeah. kind of, it does hit home that, wow, if you're a musician where your song has been viewed and listened to hundreds of millions of times, you've touched the lives yeah, of... But if, if a couple yeah. have chosen your song oh, as yeah. their first dance, it's imagine amazing. that. Imagine how surreal that would be It's amazing, as well. It really is. Uh, now, again, forgive me for this, because I did kind of dwell on the Britain's Got Talent angle on this. Listen, Callum is a wonderful artist. He, he's, you know, two albums. He's got a third one in the pipeline upcoming. And there's an awful lot we could have focused in on. He's going to be incredible. I'm sure it's going to be a sellout down there at Dubai Hard Rock Cafe come November the 19th. But I had to ask about, I went back to that edition because I wanted to unpack a little bit what we see, the polished version, the well-produced version that we see on television is it reality for those at the coalface, those taking part in the audition? As I say, his audition for Britain's Got Talent in 2015, 365 million views on YouTube. But was what we saw on television a true representation of the audition itself? Yeah, 100%. I've been asked this question a lot. And I think because there's so much editing in those shows normally, you know, because there's so much that goes on that as a viewer you just wouldn't watch, it is almost second by second play out you know because always my sister, I, what you don't get on the youtube video unfortunately is you don't get to see my sister hair audition and then into mine because yeah. when you watch it as a piece it's it, you you get the full measure of it but yeah when 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 my video comes on you don't get that unfortunately but for, for, i mean there's a lot of people that have kind of put them together and you can see it uh but yeah almost literally frame for frame um everything as it played out that's the voice of Callum Scott. We'll have more from him in just a couple of minutes. He does tell me what Simon Cowell is really like. Whether finishing sixth, and that's what he did finish in Britain's Got Talent, was actually a blessing after all, and a little bit more besides. Callum Scott is live with us on Offscript. First, though, this is his song, Callum Scott with Dancing On My Own. Somebody said you've got a new friend Does she love you better than I can? And there's a big black sky over my town. I know where you're at, I bet she's wrong. And yeah, I know it's stupid. Just gotta see it for myself I'm in the corner Why do you kiss her? Oh, oh, oh And I'm right over here Why can't you see me? Oh, oh, oh And I'm giving it my all But I'm not the guy it's taking home I just wanna dance all night I'm all messed up, I'm so out of Stilettos and broken bottles 
conversation with Callum Scott that is his version of Robin's hit song and he did like you said Chris there's no doubt about it he definitely made it his own he's going to be out performing right here in Dubai in November November 19th November 19th the eve of the World Cup Hard Rock Cafe it's been brought to you by Live Nation tickets are available livenation.me it's going to be a cracking show and Callum Scott made his name 2015 Britain's Got Talent with that rendition of Robin's Dancing on My Own he's made that song his own he sold millions of copies worldwide he was given the golden buzzer by Simon Cowell it's fair to say Simon Cowell's force of personality and reputation it precedes him he has I do feel mellowed a little in For recent sure. years no doubt about oh, that yes. I feel like he gives more standing ovations now yes he does Remember in the beginning, he just would not give no. one for the longest time. He was deadpan. Well, he now, was when he first came out on Pop Idol, he was Mr. Nasty. Mr. Yeah. Nasty, yeah. yeah. He is, I, he's gotten almost nice. I mean, his ferocious barbs are stuff of legend. Yeah. Now he is almost, he's a dad, isn't he? Now he's got his little eight-year-old son. He's just, he's just a bit much, you know, a bit nicer is what he is. But I had to get Callum's thoughts. How does the perception of Simon stack up with the reality of him? So uh, I suppose the difference between X Factor and, and Britain's Got Talent is that X Factor, you're mentored. So Simon spends a lot more time with you one-on-one and in groups. Whereas with Britain's Got Talent, the, the golden buzzer was kind of his sort of 
his approval. Yeah. Um, but he was basically just putting me through. So even though I was his golden buzzer act, we didn't get much time together, which was a shame because when the show finished, because I didn't, I, because I'd not built up a really strong relationship with him, it, it sort of went quiet. Obviously, fast forward all these years, now Simon has used my music in America's Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent, and um, all of the all of the talent shows. Basically, he's, he's pushed for my music to be used because he's such a such a fan. And obviously, then when I duetted "You Are the Reason" and I asked Leona Lewis to duet the song with me, that affiliation kind of brought us even closer together. And, I, and now I've met with him. I've been to his house in London and 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 gone to see him over in LA. And and, and we're working a lot closer together now, um, which is amazing because you know I walked away from that show and having I think I came sixth. You know, I didn't get signed out of the show, and I thought maybe that's it. You know, maybe that was my moment, and and it's gone. You know, to, to be sat here with two albums and be on a world tour and to have just been chatting with Sam and literally a few months ago about a project, it's it's pretty surreal uh, for it to come back around like that. But um, yeah, and and Simon's a he's a he's a he's a teddy bear. You know, I know I know that there's that perception of him, and I know sometimes it can be it can be a bit hard, but he's just a teddy bear, and especially now he's had his boy, and yeah, yeah his butter wouldn't melt. Butter with a milk, a teddy bear, according to Callum Scott. It was interesting that he did reference, he finished sixth in the 2015 Britain's Got Talent. I did ask him, was that a blessing? You know, the cyclical nature of shows like that means, and we were talking about it this afternoon, there's a bit of a shelf life, yeah. I feel. For those that win it, you win it and you're known as being the Britain's Got Talent individual or the X Factor But individual. only until the next season of the show. Exactly that. And it was interesting what he did say. He said, yeah, you're right, there's less pressure on yeah. finishing sixth. You, you kind of go back into the shadows. He admitted, though, he was in floods of tears as he was driving back up north to Hull, where he's from in the UK. He said, I was back to the day job. He worked in human resources. There was no lucrative contract on the table for him. And he actually said it was an agent that said to him, listen, mate, you're racking up millions of views on YouTube get in the studio, record dancing on my own, and then that's what he did, and the rest is history. I want to just fight a playoff with this final clip, because I, I did point out he's performed now all around the world, but is that standing ovation, April 2015, that he received on Britain's Got Talent, in that audition, still the one that gives him the goosebumps above all others? As you can imagine, that day was, was very hazy to me, because there was a lot where... There was a there was a lot of waiting around. There was a lot of pent up emotion, and then it went from being hours backstage to what felt like minutes yeah. on stage. And as soon as he like, it's funny because like if I write, try and relive it, I sang my song, and everybody started standing up, and I couldn't quite take it in. That's quite, kind of why I spend most of the time with my hands on my face. Yeah. I'm like, wow. is this actually happening, or am I having some weird? Like, I'm going to wake up and be typing my email to Carol about Off Street Parking. So it's like, I'm sat like this, and then I remember as he stood up, he had a ball of mints near his, near his golden buzzer, right? So I thought he was just standing up to get some mints. So he caught me completely off guard, because I was just, like, watching him get his mints. And when he pressed it, there was this big bang, and all this ticker tape started falling down. I, and I genuinely, even to this day, just, just I could not accept that that was happening. Like massive imposter syndrome or something. Yeah. But I was just stood there like, this isn't real. And then the only thing I could do was look at my sister's side of stage to know that like this wasn't just some weird dream. And like when I when she gave me a hug, I'm still going, 
what's happening, what's happening? She was like, you've done it, you've done it. And then I looked back at the audience, they all stood and Simon stood there and Aunt Deck was like, go see him. And I ran down and I shook his hand and he was like, that's one of the best auditions I've ever seen. And like, I'm, I'm like goosebumping myself, but it's like pinch me moments where you're just like, I genuinely can't believe that that's happened. But I have that so often, mate. Even last night when I was playing in Vienna, saw that show in Vienna, everybody's on their feet, everybody's cheering so much that I couldn't I couldn't stop them. I was like, thank you so much, Vienna, thank you so much. And they're just like, no, we're still clapping. And like, I, 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 I can't take those things in because it's just like, that That has become my day-to-day life. And that, for me, is just, I couldn't ask for anything more. Oh, it's amazing. Couldn't ask for anything more. It's the one thing missing from this show. How great would it be to finish eight o'clock every night and get a standing ovation. <laughs> Love Occasionally, Jensie. Yeah, yeah, she does. There's a couple of... I think she does. But, like claps. Uh, indeed. Like claps. <laughs> well done there, it's over. Uh, that was the voice of Callum Scott. Lovely fella, as I say. He's going to be performing at Dubai Hard Rock Cafe, November the 19th. Tickets to see that young man, a fantastic individual. Available livenation.me. The Offscript Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please do go ahead and click subscribe. You can also check out our other podcasts, Time Capsule or The Big Interview. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. 